Today on Not Just Tentacles. It's back, it's back, it's back, it's back, it's back. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, attempt to demystify anime. And I, Ruth, stay mystified. After what seems like the longest wait in the world, Hell of a Buff Season 2, Episode 1 is here! There is a lot to unpack in this episode. Oh my goodness. Where do we even begin? Well, start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Okie dokie. So we open with a very young, extremely cute Stolas. Flashback! I know, little baby owl. It's his birthday and he's all excited because he's finally going to find out um, his duties for adult life. And um, he gets to see his dad, who we get the impression isn't around very much. And he sounds like famed radio actor Martin Jarvis, who used to read every audiobook going in the 80s and 90s. He's actually played by Jonathan Freeman, who is most famously known to audiences as Jafar in Aladdin in a plum piece of casting the proper cartoon aladdin yeah not the crappy remake i mean we all forget that even exists so stolas in a very short um period of time learns that not only is he going to have the grimoire as his responsibility that he's that's going to teach him how to read prophecies and how are you saying it grimoire it's not grimoire it's a grimoire i know it's just because i'm so used to stolas saying it like that whether he's grimoire but anyway, but then he's also shown a Sorry, picture of his bride-to-be, who is every little bit as psychotic as we always thought. And poor kid just takes one look at it and bursts into tears. Because what is she doing in the picture? She is throttling some puppies. So in case anybody thought, oh, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. She's straight and she's pretty. So she's got to have a reason for her behaviour. Nope, she has always been this sociopathic and skanky. The dad doesn't really know what to do to console his crying son, so he decides, let's take him to the circus. But he also says, stop being a whiny little bitch. Yes, that too. Mm. So that, that's classic parenting there. Yep. And, of course, at the circus is where he sees Blitz for the first time, although he's blitz in these days. Baby Blitz! I know, he's so and, cute! And baby Fizzeroli. Fizzeroli. Just Fizz- call him Fizz, everybody Fizzeroli. else. Yeah. Fizzeroli. And this is something that I really appreciated and a reason why this episode is a landmark to me and stands out. The fact that it establishes from the get-go that Stolas has always been queer or demisexual or whatever. What What's demisexual? It means that you only feel sexually attracted to somebody that you have an emotional connection with. Hang on, where are you getting the, only that? Like, the, the, There's no evidence of that. It could be anybody... But anyway, he takes one look at Blitz and falls in love. And his dad notices this and he's like, oh, let's get a friend for my son. And he strikes up a bargain with um, Blitz's dad, who unfortunately is every bit as scabby, crooked, etc. as you would expect Blitz's dad to be. And it's played by the same actor. Only doing a... I can only assume it's a Gilbert Yago. Gottfried. Yeah, so they must have originally wanted Gilbert Gottfried, but he unfortunately died, died shortly before this. So they were like, you know what? Why don't you do sort of two for the price of one? Why not? 
for the price of one. So when we first see Baby Blitz, he is at his dad's circus, isn't he? He's an act in his dad's circus with Baby Fizz. So no child labour laws in hell? No, no, guess not. But he's so cute with his little hooves. <laughs> have to say, have to say. Um, and he is trying to make balloon animals. And he makes horses, but he can't do legs for them. So he makes wounded war horses, <laughs> uh, which baby Stola sitting in the audience absolutely adores. And he's giggling at Blitz's jokes and just being all, ah, and starry-eyed, so. Kind of like tipping the velvet. Yeah. But with in the underworld. Balloon animals and yes. in a circus. So uh, Stolas's dad... Uh, buys Blitz as company for his son. What price does he pay? A rolled up fiver and... A condom. And a condom. So if you ever wanted to hear Jafar say the word condom, you're in luck, he says it. But this also clears up something that many anti-Stolitz fans really objected to in episode six when he calls Blitz my impish little playthings. It's like, ooh, he sees him as an object, he fetishizes him. But this puts it in context that he was indeed his plaything. He was his playmate as a child. So that Not makes a play sense thing, now. A playmate. Well, either way, that's how he sees it. Anyway, back to the story. Okay. So Blitzo's dad, Cash Buxo <laughs> So Blitz's name is Blitzo Buxom. Hang on, what's his mum's name? Was his mum's name Buxom? Buxom? No, she's called Tilla. Tilla, okay. Tilla Buxo. Yeah, (laughs) but we don't see the mum there. She's mentioned, but she's not seen. Likewise, um, Blitz's sister Barbie isn't seen either. Okay, so uh, Blitz's dad thinks, hey son, you're going to be mixing with these knobs. Go and get all the money, steal all the stuff you can from them. Just check it out the window. And at this point, Blitz is a good boy. And he's like, I can't steal. But his dad does the kind of wounded gazelle Bambi eyes that Blitz uses to great effect later on as an adult. So it's like, yeah, this is where poor Blitz went down the slippery slope into being the lying, cheating, robbing cunt that we know today. So you have these lovely play dates between Baby Blitz and Baby Stolas. And they're all talking about when they're when I'm Prince of Hell and when uh, I've got my own circus, that sort of thing. And it's all nice. And, and how stri- he wants to be the most famous imp in the world. And they kind of giggle and talking like they will still be friends, even though, of course, they must know and it's like Stranger Things or the Goonies. It is just lovely. Nostalgia reference yeah. of your era. Just, I had always hoped that they would be friends as kids because I just never bought the whole shagging somebody that's robbing your house. So that I, I just thought this whole thing was lovely. And some people probably like, oh, it's a bit like a fanfic brought to life. But I don't care. We needed that background. We needed that previous connection so baby blitz is uh subconscious well he's subtly stealing all of these uh goods with the aid of baby stolas he's saying oh let's do a treasure hunt let's grab all these things and pretend we're pirates and then we'll stick it over the wall yeah and stolas is a bit because he's like i don't recall pirates throwing things out of the window but blitz manages to convince him otherwise meanwhile lurking in the bushes is blitz's dad just 
grabbing it all and running off with it. What a scratter. What a dick. And then we wake up in present day because we don't see the outcome, whether they realise that Blitz had been stealing and that's why he never saw him again or what. It's just, I don't know whether this is meant to be a dream of Stolas's or a memory or whether it's just, okay, we've got the backstory out of the way. Now here we are. But we flash... To the present day, but also back a bit in the story arc. This go back is to the day that he and Blitz meet again as adults. 25 years later. How old does that make them? And I'm surprised they're the same age. I always assumed that Stolas was a bit older. It doesn't matter. But either way, they're in their 30s, let's say. And um, we have a brief look at him smiling at Oct- Octavia. This is the only time she appears in this episode to remind us why he's doing all this. It's clear he's a, in a bad way. He's waking up with his head in his hands. Taking happy pills. Yeah, guzzling antidepressants. And it turns out that Stella is holding a not-yet-divorce party. And the instant that he walks into the kitchen, she starts berating him and slagging him off to her friends. Nor does this improve when she has all her friends round and she's just telling everybody about what a terrible sexual partner he is and just generally being an utter bitch. I hate her. And this is what I really liked. And this is why this is so important because this could all be called Compet the episode. So what? So Compet is compulsory heterosexuality because there have been lots of fans that are convinced, well, were convinced, that Stolas and Stella had married for love and that he just got bored and decided to start sleeping with men. And I always firmly believed, looking at Stolas's characterization and just the way that Stella behaved, that oh, she... come on, he's gayer than Eurovision and Christmas rolled into one. Exactly. I always believed that she was an abusive wife based on what we scene of her obviously plotting to kill him as well as abusing him and throwing things at him and yeah that he had always been totally gay and you got some people go no she's just misunderstood she's just angry about the cheating he might be bi yeah but well, he might be bi but we haven't seen any evidence it doesn't matter it. it doesn't it's irrelevant to this and i believe they had to make her this bad because otherwise everybody would be going well it's not so bad she's pretty they could have made a go of it but no she she's is, a husband beater she's a shite bag she is emotionally, physically, mentally abusive. She could never have been a good wife to him or a good mother to Octavia. She is ghastly. So poor Stolas is standing around watching all these people mocking him and downing a load of absinthe and eating dead rats. Oh, uh, well, had, had a load of mice's canapes. <laughs> when you do. there's a little bit of a commotion because some... Hellhounds, who the furries in the fandom are quite appreciative of, have, have just um, arrested Blitz because they've just found him um, trying to rob Stolas's bedroom. And Stolas recognises him instantly and does the, does the whole kind of slow-mo, misty, falling-in-love bit. So he's clearly gone gaga over Blitz all over again, recognising him from his childhood and going, ah. Uh. So proof that... He loved Blitz first, he loved him best, he will love him always, however murkily this relationship's begun. And um, he, yeah, he gets Blitz to follow him into his bedroom and then shenanigans, because... To my great surprise, it's actually Stolas who makes the first move, or the I can only well, assume. He, no, he says, oh, are you here to ravish me? And he's and very then, drunk. <laughs> well, yes, of course, he's drunk and sad and horny. And uh, 
blitzes, yeah, I'm here to ravish you. Well, I'm he's astonished, to... but then he thinks, you know what, I'm going to roll with this because he is there for the grimoire and then thinks, well, this would be a great excuse to get yeah, hold of it. Yeah, get Because he sees it on the bookshelf and then he's all like, I'm blitz because Stolas claims he's forgotten his name, which he probably hasn't, but he just wants to. And he tells him that he's an assassin and it's getting all hot and heavy and Stolas is all going to But then... Um, <laughs> And this is what I liked because lots of fans wanted there to be a hardcore sex scene, but I'm glad there wasn't because I don't like sex scenes and especially not between cartoon characters. Not in the cartoon. It's really embarrassing. So I like the fact it was all a bit silly and daft. Well, I like a good sex scene, but I like it to be, you know, showing the flesh. Because not animated. The whole focus of this is the fact that this is the first time that Stolas has been touched in years, and you can see it is. And he's kind of shrieking with pleasure and swearing. This is where his dirty talk presumably came from, because you can't imagine ever doing it before. And Blitz is embarrassed and wanting him to shut back up. And at one point, he even kind of turns his head around to get him to shut up. <laughs> all, all 360 degrees. Sorry. How many degrees? 180 degrees. <laughs> but he's an owl, so it doesn't hurt. And he ends up tying him to the bed. And he's about to disappear with the grimoire when Stolas says the saddest line in the whole of Hell of a Boss history. Oh, God. I, I can't directly paraphrase it, but it's like um, he's so happy that somebody wanted him and that person was his first ever friend. And you can just see Blitz look and feel guilt for possibly the first time in his entire adult life. And he stays. He says, oh, let's make this quick. And yet he's still there the next morning. And then we have a reenactment of possibly my favourite scene in the series. He just bursts out the window. Sorry, I fucked your husband. Yeah, crashes over Stella's party, ruins her cake. And then she's squawking at the top of her voice. What the fuck's that? And (laughs) Stella sees... That is the sound of a fucking divorce. And laughs manically and kind of pulls off that stupid thing that she's draped over their balcony saying, I'm not divorced yet. So it just says divorce. And it's wonderful. I was so proud of him. And you could also tell, because you didn't see this in the original, that I don't think, that the um, w- the male bird that's with her is trying really hard not to laugh. So he finds this whole scandal hilarious. And it's also making it clear to them, as well as us, that there's nothing wrong with Stolas sexually whatsoever. One, he's very gay. And two, Stella is obviously awful in bed as well, so the fault is with her. So, wait, 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 that's not fair. That's not fair. Yeah, but I don't care. She's a bitch. So, well, yeah, she won. She's a bitch, but you can't say it's her fault. But either way, it's brilliant. And then back to actual present day after the abortive date at Aussies. Poor Stolas has clearly kind of drunk himself stupid. He wakes up among all his plants, having. Yeah, mascara running down his face and just obviously devastated. He sings, um, he sings Stola Speaks, which has always been his instrumental up until now. I never realised it had lyrics. So he sings that while he's kind of mooning around the library and then imagining fireworks and a silhouette of blitz. And it's just like, oh, and you just feel really bad for him and sad. And it's a beautifully animated sequence and um, he's realizing that his relationship with blitz wasn't what he thought it was because when he looks back at the photos of him on his phone he realizes that he looks bloody miserable that that blitz looks miserable yeah that um however much he made this into a fantasy blitz didn't want to be there that it was just transactional sex for him and this is the really sad part because having seen 
episode seven, it is clear that Blitz now has feelings for him and this is why he can't do it because he's just not in the mood to go back and have sex with him if it's just an empty thing. But Stolas not being incredibly emotionally articulate, he just takes it at face value. He just thinks that's Blitz saying, I don't love you, you don't love me, let's not do this. So he's just thinking, oh, it's a lie, this has all been a lie. I've thrown away my life for a lie, etc. Even though, of course, he hasn't, because never mind. And um, then Stella comes out onto the balcony. And this was where the Stella stands finally woke up. You're just pointing at me, why? Oh, what, okay, what do you remember of this scene? Uh, I remember this was the part where I thought there's not been enough laughs in this episode. Well, it's a very serious episode, but it needed to be done because we have far too many people thinking that Stella was this awesome girl boss and that Stolas would receive his just desserts for his adultery and all this crap, somehow thinking that infidelity is much worse than trying to kill somebody, which I don't get. But um, she is dreadful. He says to her that the only reason that they stayed married all this time is because of Octavia. She's now 17 and he wants a divorce. He's put up with her cruelty all this time because of Octavia. And now she's old enough to understand that they don't love each other. They never have. And he would have felt bad about the affair if she had been genuinely upset about it. And she does actually say she doesn't care about that. She just loves tormenting him and making him feel bad. And yeah, that hopefully is the sounds of all the um, Stella fans leaping out like a rat out of an aqueduct. But there are still some people that are like, ooh, they deliberately made bad writing to justify this, but they can fuck off. There wasn't enough imp in this episode. There wasn't much Blitz himself, to be honest, because you saw more of the little boy, well, little boy Blitz than of... Yeah. Brandon Blitz. But I like it not for those two. I mean, it's nice to see it, but I'm actually more about the the imp team. No, I get that. It's like SVU and you're just dealing with Benson and the latest boyfriend that isn't Stabler or Alex Cabot, you know? But they needed this episode, I think, to finally get rid of any lingering doubts about Stella to change the... Um, the dynamic of their relationship for him to realise the book deal is wrong, that they should never have based a relationship on that. And then after that, they're going to have all the wacky black comedy hijinks that we love. Because we know for a fact that next episode is going to have all of him back in it. And How do we know this? Where did you find this? It, there was, was it next time on, on the There was a sneak peek um, where they showed a bit of um, episode two where we saw them all in the office and things happen, but I'm obviously not going to spoil all it for people. Happen. But you know what I mean? Everybody What's is happened? back. What, that, what happens? I'm not saying. That's tell the me. next time. Don't tell me because I didn't see this. this oh. is, I want the spoilers. Okay, spoiler alert. Hang on, this whole episode is a spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Octavia goes into Imp and steals the grimoire. Oh. And the reason why this happens is because um, Luna is being upbraided about her crappy behaviour and she is so annoyed that she just basically lets Octavia walk in and steal it. So ever since that sneak peek was previewed, we've all been wondering what what's caused this and we can only... Who's this we, white woman? <laughs> You know what I mean? The fans that have seen this have all been thinking, well, maybe she's realised about her mum. So it could be that she'd overheard the conversation 
between them on the balcony or just come to her own conclusions about her mother. But either way, she wants to escape. She wants to get away. She hates her life as it is now. Ah, uh, yes. The, my ki- my parents are divorcing, so I'm going to act up. She's not acting up. I am 100% behind Octavia. And come on, it's Barrett Wilbert Breed, which hopefully means that there's going to be a song in there somewhere. Ah, uh, yes. Another teenager played by somebody 30s, 40s. Oh, shush. She does a good job at it. I like her. She's my probably my favourite female character in the show, so I don't care. Isn't it depressing that I'm now old enough to play a teenager in Greece? <laughs> It is a bit weird that Bryce is only like maybe four years older than her and he's playing her dad. But But there you go. That's casting for you. (laughs) So what were our final thoughts on the episode? It was sweet. It was touching. It explained a lot, but I want more yucks. Yeah, there should be more laughs and there should be more imp. But I think this was fine for a season one opener. It gave us a lot to think about. It was very emotional, beautifully animated. And I, I just want them to get on with the main storyline now. So Yes, it was like, thanks for the explanation, but I want something to laugh at now. Thank you. <laughs> Next time, we're going to be reviewing The Devil is a Part-Timer because season two of that has just been released. Devil's a Part-Timer. If I don't... Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, there seems to be a general demon-y theme going on this month. I mean, not everything's going to be demon-related, but I don't know. Maybe it's the time of year. I don't know. What? Something about people being burnt red in the sun makes people think of demons. Yeah, I can see that. I'm certainly looking a bit infernal. Well, yeah, I'm certainly Ruthie Redbreast at the minute. I'm not complaining. (laughs) What about my breasts? (laughs) behave Mm, maybe not (laughs) well lovely listeners Uh, I just need a little bit of time to myself with my host (laughs) it's all about stole it's porn isn't it until next time love you and bye bye naughty thanks for listening If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at TentaclesNot on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.